0: People's School for Marxist-Leninist Studies reading, Guerrilla Warfare by Ernesto Che Guevara. Chapter 1, Part 2, Guerrilla Strategy. In guerrilla terminology, strategy is understood as the analysis of the objectives to be achieved in the light of the total military situation and the overall way of reaching these objectives. To have a correct strategic appreciation from the point of view of the guerrilla band, it is necessary to analyze fundamentally what will be the enemy's mode of action. If the final objective is always the complete destruction of the opposite force, the enemy is confronted in the case of a civil war of this kind with the standard task. He will have to achieve the total destruction of each one of the components of the guerrilla band. The guerrilla fighter, on the other hand, must analyze the resources which the enemy has for trying to achieve that outcome. The means in men, in mobility, in popular support, in armaments, in capacity of leadership on which he has count. We must make our own strategy adequate on the basis of these studies, keeping in mind always the final objective of defeating the enemy. There are fundamental aspects to be studied. The armament, for example, and the value of using this armament. The value of a tank, of an airplane, in the fight of this type must be weighed. The arms of the enemy, his ammunition, his habits must be considered because the principal source of provision for the guerrilla force is precisely in the enemy armaments. If there is a possibility of choice... We should prefer the same type as that used by the enemy, since the greatest problem of the guerrilla band is the lack of ammunition which the opponent must provide. After the objectives have been fixed and analyzed, it is necessary to study the order of the steps leading to the achievement of the final objective. This should be planned in advance even though it will be modified and adjusted as the fighting develops and unforeseen circumstances arise. At the outset, the essential task of the guerrilla fighter is to keep himself from being destroyed. Little by little, it will be easier for the members of the guerrilla band or bands to adapt themselves into their form of life and to make flight and escape from the forces that are on the offensive an easy task because it is performed daily when this condition is reached the guerrilla having taken up in accessible positions out of reach of the enemy or having assembled forces that deter the enemy from attacking ought to proceed to the gradual weakening of the enemy this will be carried out at first at those points nearest to the point of active warfare against the guerrilla band and later will be taken deeper into enemy territory attacking his communications later attacking or harassing his base of operations and his central basis, tormenting him on all sides to the full extent of the capabilities of the guerrilla band. The blows should not be continuous. The enemy soldier is in a zone of operation ought not to be allowed to sleep. His outposts ought to be attacked and liquidated systematically. At every moment, the impression ought to be created that he is surrounded by and completely encircled. In wooded and broken areas of this effort should be maintained both day and night in open zones that are easily penetrated by enemy patrols, at night only. In order to do all this, the absolute cooperation of the people and a perfect knowledge of the ground is necessary. These two necessities affect every minute of the life of the guerrilla fighter. Therefore, along with centers for study of present and future zones of operation, intensive popular work must be undertaken to explain the motives of the revolution. Whoever does not feel this undoubted truth cannot be a guerrilla fighter. This popular work should be first aimed... At securing secrecy. That is, each peasant, each member of the society in which action is taking place, will be asked not to mention what he sees and hears. Later, help will be sought from inhabitants whose loyalty to the revolution offers greater guarantees. Still, later use will be made of these persons in missions of contact, for transporting goods or arms, as guides in the zones familiar to them still later it is possible to arrive at organized masses at organized mass action in the centers of work of which the final result will be the general strike the strike is a most important factor in civil war but in order to reach it a series of complementary conditions are necessary which do not always exist and which very rarely come to exit spontaneously. It is necessary to create these essential conditions basically by explaining the purpose of the revolution and by demonstrating the forces of the people and their possibilities. It is also possible to have recourse to certain very homogeneous groups which must have shown their efficacy previously in less dangerous tasks in order to make use of the terrible arms of the guerrilla band. Sabotage. It is possible to paralyze entire armies, to suspend the industrial life of a zone, leaving the inhabitants of a city without factories, without lights, without water, without communication of any kind, without being able to risk travel by highway, except at certain hours. If all this is achieved... The morale of the enemy falls, and the morale of his combatant units weakens, and the fruit ripens for plucking at the precise moment. All this presupposes an increase in the territory included within the guerrilla action, but an excessive increase of this territory is to be avoided. It is essential always to preserve a strong base of operations, and to continue strengthening it during the course of the war. Within this territory, measures of indoctrination of the inhabitants of the zone should be utilized. Measures of quarantine should be taken against the inconceivable enemies of the revolution. All the purely defensive means, such as trenches, mines, and communication, should be perfected. When the guerrilla band has reached a respectable power in arms, and in number of combatants, it ought to proceed in the formation of new columns. This is an act similar to that of the beehive, when at a given moment it releases a new queen, who goes to another region with part of the swarm. The mother hive, with most notable gorilla chief, will stay in the less dangerous places, while the new Column will penetrate other enemy territories following the cycle already described. A moment will arrive in which the territory occupied by the Columns is too small for them, and in the advance towards regions solidly defended by the enemy, it will be necessary to confront powerful forces. At that instant, the Columns join, they offer a compact fighting front, and a War of Positions is reached a war carried on by regular armies. However, the former guerrilla army cannot cut itself off from its base, and it should create new guerrilla bands behind the enemy, acting in the same way as the original bands operated earlier, proceeding thus to penetrate enemy territory until it is dominated. It is thus that the guerrillas reach the stage of attack of the encirclement of fortified bases, of the defeat of reinforcements, of mass action ever more ardent in the whole national territory, arriving finally at the objective of the war. Victory.